for Coffee. Hi, this is Sean Caden. Meet for Coffee, or in my case, Ice Coffee. Ice Coffee. Is that cold brew coffee or ice coffee? From the pot, poured over ice. Beautiful. I got my, uh, my Starbucks coffee right now. And if anybody from Starbucks is watching this. should be endorsing you. They should give you free product, right? They should give me free product because I drink so much of it. Um, maybe some money to sell up my pockets after I poured a whole ton of money into Starbucks coffee. So, Sean, I want to ask you a question. Sure. Show business. Getting into show business. How hard is it to get into show business at, at first to get things rolling? Um, it's, it is hard. It's very hard. Uh, I'd say in some respects, it's easier now because when I started, we didn't have the, we didn't have the internet. Okay. So now, you know, there's ways for people to get themselves noticed without getting representation. You know, so, so many kids are, you know, YouTube, they have YouTube channels, uh, they're posting things, people are making their own videos. You know, you have the ability to create your own content and get it seen. That, that doesn't mean that that's the best way or easiest way to do it. But, you know, if, if an agent, when I started out, said, look, I mean, you know, I, I need to know that you can act, you either have to invite them to a play, you have to have tape from a TV show or film that you've done, or you literally did a scene for them in their office, which was pretty horrendous. Now, people have the ability to create tape and say, here, this is me and a buddy. We know we had some lights, we, we memorized a scene, we shot it, and this is the scene. And it's, it's a huge advantage. Um, it, it's, it's very difficult to get into show business. And I tell everybody, you know, there's a lot of ways to make money doing things that are much easier. You know, I would only go into show business if you felt a burning desire and just every fiber of your being said, this is what I have to do. That's, that's kind of how I was. I think that's um, with every career, right? Every career choice. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, and, and I think that um, if you're gonna do it, there's a couple, uh, you know, there's a couple pieces of advice that I would give. I'd say, look, if you're really serious about it, you need to go to a place that is an entertainment center, which is New York, Los Angeles, Atlanta. Uh, even Toronto has, um, you know, you know, Toronto and uh, um, Vancouver. Vancouver. Thank you. I slipped my mind for a second. You know, you're, you're, you could you could be a terrific actor, but if you're in like, you know, uh, you know, the middle of Arkansas, probably going to be a little tough to you know, to make your way. Uh, I would say that also, you know, be realistic, you know, give yourself a year or so and know that you're really going to be struggling. So to that end, plan yourself out financially, you know, make sure you have a way of earning money and supporting yourself while you're trying to pursue acting classes at night, a play, whatever you're doing. Um, I would also say treat it seriously. Uh, you know, uh, acting is, and art. Uh, there's, there's a craft and a skill to it. And, you know, get in class, study, read everything you can. Acting, you know, one of, the, one of the best things an actor can do is to read and to go to museums and to watch lots and lots of movies and, and do everything they can to expand their scope of life experience, studying a foreign language, traveling. All those things really help actors to have bits and pieces of information that they will draw upon someday for something they're doing. 
That's incredible, man. So you study what you, was it Mandarin you're picking up on? Yeah, I've been studying Mandarin. Yeah, I, I've studied Italian for well over a decade. Um, I've studied Mandarin for about a year. Uh, I'm always studying one language or another. That's awesome. Can you explain the the mindset you have to get into to fulfill a new role? Like we talked about last time uh, in previous conversations. Well, I think, you know, actors need to be like detectives. Uh, if you're playing a role that requires um, a change in your physicality, uh, like for instance, Daniel Day-Lewis in My Left Foot. I mean, you know, the physicality of that role was critical. And from my understanding, he, he lived for months and months and months as if, you know, he had the same handicap that his character had. If you're, if you're, uh, character has uh, an accent that's different than yours. Um, you know, you have to prepare. You have to, uh, you know, study with an accent coach. You know, listen to everything you can. Use it. Dialogue everything. Somebody who's using that. Uh, if you're coming from a different country or a different time, everything you can do to read and to learn about that. So you become a detective. If you're playing a historical character, everything you can do to uh, to learn about that character is going to influence your performance. I hope you learn Greek because I can cast you in my biopic one day. Teganis <laughs> kala. Yeah, Teganis, ime bolagala. That's good. We're halfway there. Maybe you can uh, play the role of my father or some crazy guy. So. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, your new series on Amazon Prime, only available as we discovered in the last week on the U.S. version of Amazon Prime. It's called Studio City, and it features you and uh, the right one of the writers on the show is your wife, right? My wife is one of the writers, as am I. Uh, this is a series that I created and I star in. Uh, along with um, uh, Tristan Rogers, uh, who people might know as Robert Scorpio from General Hospital, Patrika Darbo, uh, Carolyn Hennessy, and uh, Sarah Joy Brown. She's a three-time Emmy winner. Uh, so we've got a terrific cast. Um, it centers around my character, whose name is Sam Stevens. He plays Dr. Pierce Hartley on the number two soap opera in the world, Hearts on Fire. And... Uh, you know, he's a guy that has grown up and, and always had sort of this B-minus level fame, lived in a bubble, and always kind of wanted more, kind of wanted a bigger career, more out of life, thought he should have been an action star, and more comes in the form of a person that he never even knew existed at the end of the pilot, and it turns his entire world upside down. Um, it's a short-form digital series. There's six episodes in the first season. The episodes are only uh, between 10 and 15 minutes, and... Um, we deal with a lot of really uh, uh, poignant social issues. Uh, we deal with ageism. You know, my character is no longer the young buck on the soap opera. He's, you know, he's he's getting older, and that is coming into play. Uh, he's he's negotiating a new contract, and they're really putting the screws to him uh, by bringing in a, uh, basically a younger, better-looking version of him. Um, you know, he's got a, a, a gold digger girlfriend who really is just along for what he can do for her, and. Um, uh, you know, again, we deal with a lot of things like ageism, suicide, uh, Me Too movement. There's a really powerful LGBTQ storyline. So all of this we do in this short form digital drama. And, you know, we're not hitting you over the head because, I mean, nobody likes to be preached to and, you know, lectured. We do it in a way that's entertaining. Sometimes we make you laugh. Sometimes we make you cry. And uh, it's been getting a tremendous response. We've been 
nominated for almost 20 awards between the Independent Series Awards and the Daytime Emmys. And, um, you know, I just wish everybody will uh, uh, give it a chance. I, unfortunately, when uh, the coronavirus came out, we were just in the process of, you know, expanding to other countries. And that kind of kind of stopped us in our tracks there. But uh, it's our intention to do that and to have, uh, uh, have a second season. I hope to, you know, get a sign autograph picture of Studio City. I'm sure. sure. And, and I'm going to put it right behind me, man. Uh, I know a lot of women in my family growing up. Uh, obviously, I don't personally go out of my way to watch General Hospital or Bold and the Beautiful or whatever. Um, although I did get stuck watching it when I was home from school. So I, I've, I've grown up, you know, watching you. And I know a lot of the women in my family, they get a bit googly eyed. And I said, <laughs> you know, I'm talking to Sean King. So it's kind of cool. How did, are, are you recognized on the street when you walk around down there? You know, um, I mean, you know, in Los Angeles, there, there's so many actors and there's so many actors that have much more visible careers than I do that, you know, I, I mean, yes, I'll get recognized sometimes, but really the places I get recognized are like Las Vegas because it's such a cross section of the entire world. Um, Bold and Beautiful is in 110 countries. Um, uh, airports, you know, that sort of thing. But, you know, I, I, get, I get recognized from time to time, sure, yeah. I think Bold and the Beautiful has the most memorable intro song out of all of them, don't you think? Young and the Restless does, you know? I think uh, uh, the Young and the Restless song is pretty famous, and now it's actually it's actually slipping my mind right now. But um, if you heard it, you would you would recognize it immediately. But Bold and the, Bold and the Beautiful is definitely catchy. I used to have a crush on, uh, what's the name, Victor Newman's uh, wife. I guess she's really old. I don't know. I was just uh, the lady who played play Victoria. You know what I'm talking about? Victoria's his daughter. She, you know, Victoria and I also had a thing too. Uh, that's Amelia Henley. Amelia Henley. Yeah, and uh, she um, and I played him on the show too. You're, you're making me sweat thinking about it, man. Yeah, you know, it's a lot of fun. I've been doing it off and on since 1992. Um, and I, I, the last time I was on a soap was in 2016 and, uh, I left and I did a couple films, um, and, uh, and then we got started with studio city. So, you know, I've, I've been, I've been busy. That's amazing. Your, your whole, your career is really stretched pretty long. What do you attribute to the longevity of your career? Um, I like food and shelter. I find that those are uh, important things. And so <laughs> I, but I love what I do. Uh, uh, you know, I still have, I still have the fire in my belly to, uh, you know, to get out there and do it. I love acting. I, I, I really don't like the business of acting, but it's, it's in, you know, a, a necessary evil. Um, but when I'm actually performing, I, I still love it. Yeah. So you have a great passion, a fire in your belly, just like I, I do with like the radio stuff and I always like to talk. People like to just ignore me, but I keep talking. Sky Noy just ignores them, annoys them a little bit more. Um, but let's talk about uh, your appearance on VIP with Pamela Anderson. How was she to work with? Well, I'm just curious. What, what made you, what made you select that of all the things I've done? That's something that I did so long ago. Uh, just, just because you like Pam Anderson. Yes, and because every time she walked around the screen, I just like always always follow her. Uh, and you know what? She's such a legendary uh, person in uh, in Hollywood, in uh, 
and I guess I guess Play Playboy and, and the whole entertainment industry, right? Well, she is. Uh, she's she was definitely beautiful. Um, she had uh, very good comedic instincts. Um, you know, she she in a in a weird way reminded me a little bit of Lucille Ball. Um, you know, Lucille Ball was a model. She was very beautiful, but we're so used to seeing her playing. You know, this this comedic iconic world Lucy. Uh, yeah, she was cool. I mean, I honestly, I did, I did a couple scenes with her. I, I didn't really have a chance to talk to her a whole lot, uh, off the set because we were working at different times. She was very professional, you know? Um, and, and it was something I did, uh, wow, I did that a long time ago, but uh, it was fun because it was a hot show at the time. Did I see on your IMDB profile that you were in a show with a, uh, Tony Danza? Yeah, I did uh, Who's the Boss with Tony Danza and Alyssa Milano and Judith Light and Catherine Hellman. And uh, again, that was a big show at the time. It was a lot of fun. Um, That was a show that I I would watch from time to time. And it's part of the things I I like about what I do for a living. You know, I'm I'm a fan on a lot of levels. And, and, uh, you know, I'll give you an example. Um, When I was a kid, my dad got me an autographed picture of Chuck Norris and it said, Sean, keep on kicking Chuck. And I just, I mean, I loved it, right? And years later, uh, I was on Walker, Texas Ranger working with Chuck doing a fight scene. And, you know, this is a guy that I'd idolized. I grew up watching him. You know, he fought Bruce Lee and uh, I think it was Game of Death. And, you know, I grew up on Chuck Norris's films like Lone Wolf McQuaid and you know, The Octagon and all sorts of stuff. And, and to be working with him and what a tremendous guy he is, too. Just a, an incredibly kind, nice guy. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's something I really enjoy about what I do. I never know from, you know, moment to moment who I'm going to be meeting and working with. It's incredible because it seems like you take every experience in your career for granted. And it, it also um, kind of shows me that you're a very grounded person. And I, I heard earlier that you have a book that came out. Uh, it features interviews with Jason Alexander among others. Oh, yeah. Can we talk about that book? Let's see if I can find it. Oh, I got one right here. How about that? Uh, Yeah. So it's called um, Success Factor X. And uh, Success Factor X is uh, a book my partner and I, uh, Joel Lieberman, created. Um, And what we did was we went out to 50 exceptional people in all different – all different areas. And, and we asked them what their best advice about success was. And we got amazing responses from everybody from um, Mark Cuban to uh, Anthony Robbins, uh, Brad Arnold from Three Doors Down, um, Daryl McDaniels from Run DMC. And they just gave us, you know, Anthony Robbins, there we go. They're just brilliant advice about success, what it means to them. And, uh, it was a tremendous experience uh, putting the book together. Uh, and I really think that we compiled something that really is something valuable for people. Um, we were named one of the 20 most inspirational books in the last two decades by uh, Book Authority. And the book also became an Amazon new release bestseller about 10 days after its release. Uh, so it was a, really an incredible experience that lasted it took about a year to put together. I mean, you know, uh, tracking down 50 very, very busy, successful people is really like, you know, trying to wrangle kids. And 
And that in itself is one of the most, uh, the biggest test testaments to, to success is the ability to have gotten all these people together, uh, you know, sort of under one roof to submit their, their uh, organic advice about success. And uh, I learned a lot while I was, I was doing it. And you also like to cook. You're a comedian. Yeah. Dude, you got, got things spread out evenly. It's really nice. I always, tr I can't multitask like you do. Like, how do you do it? I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I just, I follow what my passions are. Um, I've always loved cooking. I mean, when I was going to college, you know, I couldn't afford to take girls out for fancy dinners, but I figured if I could cook them a, a really great home cooked meal, then I had a chance of getting them to talk to me. Um, uh, what else? I mean, uh, you know, I've been involved with martial arts for a long time. I'm very passionate about that. I, I, I really, I enjoy writing. Um, I, you know, I, and I love doing stand up comedy. I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's just that immediate reciprocity with the audience and, and you know, that give and take, and it's just you up there with your words and sink or swim. So, you know, I, I'm very lucky that I get to do a lot of things that I love. You were born for this. And in closing, there's two things that you should be doing during this quarantine. If you're locked up in your house, working on your own stuff, um, you know, watching Studio City, if you're in the States, on Amazon Prime Video. And, uh, well, I guess ordering your book, Success Factor X. Yeah, order Success Factor X. It's on Amazon. Uh, or uh, my first book, which is called uh, The Modern Gentleman, Cooking and Entertaining with Sean Cannon. And that book had huge success. Uh, it's, uh, it's a hybrid. It's not just a cookbook. It's, uh, I think it teaches guys how to be the best guys they can be. Uh, without being doormats, and it teaches women kind of how guys think. There are a lot of interesting chapters in it, like the modern gentleman learns a language, and I talk about how you know learning foreign languages has been a big influence on my life. Uh, the modern gentleman uh, uh, defends himself, and I talk about how studying martial arts has really uh, you know uh, been an important part of, of my growth as a person. So it's 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 partially a cookbook, and it's partially uh, I think a book to to help guys be the best guys they can be and to show women how we think. So if you got a guy in your life, you're sending a, well, not now, but if you're sending a kid off to college or maybe your husband's kind of falling asleep at the wheel a little bit, this is a great book for them. And they're both available on Amazon. So Amazon is the hub for all three of those we just mentioned. Um, you can yep. check Sean out on a uh, well, previous episodes of general hospital, Bold and the beautiful sunset beach, the outsiders as well. Um, and we'll talk about the karate kid. I forgot to throw that in there. How, how'd that whole audition happen? So, uh, I had been in, I'd been in Hollywood for, uh, about two years and I'd done some work. I'd done some guest star work on a couple of uh, network shows. And, uh, there was a breakdown put out for the new bad guy in karate kid three. And they were going to do an open call and, uh, they got cattle call, which means anybody can go. And, you know, I was, I was already working as an actor. I had my Screen Actors Guild card. I was, I was, you know, further along than a lot of people were. Uh, so I showed up and there were about 1,500, 2,000 people uh, waiting in line, uh, trying to get seen by the director, John Abelson, who had directed the first two Karate Kids and he'd won the Oscar for Rocky. And uh, long story short, he plucked me out of the line. I did an improv with him. He sent me inside of the studio with about nine other guys. And uh, I did a scene with Ralph Macchio. And um, 
they, they wound up hiring somebody else and they kept him for about four or five days. And, uh, they, uh, they wound up calling me back and, uh, I got the role and it, it made all the difference. Can you still stretch your leg to kick high or? I can do okay. Yeah. Let's I do it. Right. <laughs> Why? Thank you. Sean Kanan on meet me for coffee. We talked about how you take your coffee, the iced coffee. Yeah. That's awesome. Sure. Man, it was a real pleasure talking to you. I want to wish you and all your viewers all the best. Please be safe and take care of yourselves. And uh, hopefully I'll, I'll see you on the other side of this, all right? Thanks again. Take care. All right. Take care of yourself.